some more time. Amen. And so we are just so grateful that God has kept us and has brought us from such a mighty long way. And we can't take for granted each and every day we have the opportunity to come together in worship. We can't take for granted the opportunity God has given us to praise and worship and magnify his name. And so I thank God for just the kingdom of God, the family of God, and the work that God is doing in all of us. Amen. I, I mentioned um, Thursday evening at Bible study. I mentioned that um, <laughs> what God wants to do with us and so many others that will join in. He's not pinpointing us. But I guess what the best way to say it is what God has impressed in my heart and my spirit about what he wants to do is he wants to really do a great and mighty work in this region. This region, and I'm talking about the Northeast, this region is so far from uh, what you would call the norm for Christianity, okay? We, we might talk about religion out here, but religion in this, in this region is just so we can say that we're doing the right thing. This region is consists of uh, uh, finance, money controls this region, and, and, and power control this region, and pride control this region. And so we are in that kind of place which kind of push out the, 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 the work of God, the, the church doing what God has established it to do. And even Christians sometimes get consumed by this environment. But I feel in my spirit in a strong way that God is calling some people and he is letting us know, and I'm sure he's gonna let people know all across this region that he's calling some people that will work hand in hand with him to establish a norm of the power of God and the church being the church in this area. So it's gonna be up to us if we wanna join God in that endeavor. It's going to get done with or without us. He is just letting us know what he's going to do and asking us to come along with him. And it's up to us if we come along or not, but he's going to do it. He's going to do something extraordinary and supernatural in this region. I'm not talking about Hamilton, Burlington, Robbinsville, Lawrenceville, Trenton, Princeton. Whatever. I'm not just talking about here. So we all live around here. It's not just around here. I said region, which means it's the northeast area. And God is going to give us revival where we will see you feel comfortable and you will be running into people in the supermarkets and the store that's really apostolic yeah. not religious that's what god wants to do for us and if we will join in we will experience that i'm not telling you that for you to get nervous i'm not telling you that for you to become afraid because it's not you that's going to do it god is going to do it he just wants you to work hand in hand with him make yourself available so he can do that because we need that really badly because what we don't realize is the least amount of people living for God, the more we become worn out and less likely to continue in our salvation. So, so when we just stand in the corner or just trying to guard and protect our own relationship with God, it comes back to bite you. I'll give you an example that might be controversial, but I'm going to give it to you anyhow. In the 80s, I remember when 
homosexuality was starting to peek out its head a little bit. And it was kind of new, and we were just trying to, what's going on? And, and we weren't sure about it. And, you know, and then after a while, we see that, okay, you see a little bit of action here and there. And we just decided that, you know what? Especially men took this position. Listen, if a guy is gay, as long as he don't hit on me, I'm cool. And that was the position for many years. As long as he don't hit on me, I'm cool. And then today, 2021, we have seen now how this agenda has come full circle that if you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, you can get in a whole lot of trouble. But it started with, as long as you don't mess with me. If you want to walk around as a Christian, as long as they don't say nothing to me and stop me from going to church, I'm fine. And you think that's good enough? One day, you're going to look around and you won't be living for God. Why? Because you're worn out and you're tired. Because everywhere you go, nobody's living for God but you. God wants to give us revival in this region. And we ought to be excited about it. We ought to be excited about it. And say, God, I'm with you. And I'm going to do everything that I can that you want me to do. Because we want to see revival in this area. We want to see the power of God move in this area. We want to see people say, I want to come to the church and get saved. And they can enjoy themselves when they come to church. And nowadays, you know, when people want to go to church, what we got to do? Well, I don't know about that church. I don't know. about. We need to have such revival that when people want to go to church, say, hey, there's a church down the street. Man, they're, they're awesome. And you may be in another church. But we have so many apostolic churches that's saturating the area that it doesn't matter where you go to because everywhere you go will preach the truth and tell you how to get to heaven the right way. Come on, give God some praise. My God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Amen. This morning, I want to bring to the podium to minister to you, Minister Everton Scarlett. Come and minister the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody, one more time. Come on, give the Lord another round of applause. Amen. It's worthy to be praised. Amen. Praise God. You may be, before you see that, just pray with me one more time. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this hour, Lord God. We thank you for our family, our church family, and everyone that is in the congregation this morning. We ask your blessing upon each and every one of us, O oh God. And whatever we do today, we ask your will to be done. Not our will, but your will, O oh God. We want what is best for you in the hour that we're living in, O oh God, to be manifest in this service today, Lord God. Be with us, open our minds and our understanding that your word will go forth, Lord God, this morning as we praise your name continually. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray, in the name of Jesus we pray. Hallelujah. Come on, church, let's just give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated if you can. Praise God. I want to give honor to where honor is due. Um, uh, to a pastor, of course, the man of God that God has chosen to be our shepherd for this congregation. I do honor you, pastor, and I do thank you for this privilege. 
um, to stand in front of the congregation. We have Pastor Cole here this morning. We also want to give honor to where honor is due. Pastor Kellerman, amen, where honor is due all our ministers and every person that labor into the kingdom. You may not know it, but the life that you live, you labor into the kingdom. If you're living a life that should be exemplary and you set an example and you say you're a child of God, you are a minister, if you please. You may not agree with me, but the Bible says we should let our light so shine before men that they will see the good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Regardless of how small it is, if it's just a matter of saying, God bless you, you don't know what that does to someone. If you don't know, you know, words that we use are, are, are so, if you please, they can be so encouraging and they can be so detrimental, if you please. And this is why the Bible talk about the tongue. This is not a part of my lesson this morning, but I figure I'd throw that out this morning because, um, you know, I sat over there and, and Pastor was talking that back in the 80s, what was happening in the 80s. And I, I can go off on another trend and tangent with that, but I left that for another time um, where I can, you know, share some of the personal testimonies that I have with family members, with encounters and different things that I've been throughout the course of the years of me being alive and being on this earth. But I'll leave that for another time. I'll get some more into that. But my uh, topic, I'm going to get to my topic. Don't overwork your heart. That, that's my topic this morning. Um, and, you know, we, we may ask the, 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 the meaning or the definition, if you please, according to um, the Oxford Dictionary, said it's a hollow muscular organ that pumped the blood through a circular system by redemic. Tr trust this out. God, God is so unique that when God made us, God know exactly what he was doing and what he's doing. When, when God conformed or put our heart together, and then, you know, we use, we use sometimes the, the, the little figure, the odd figure that indicate a lot of times we use it in social media, if you please, or we may use it to show to a loved one that, you know, we love you, or our heart, we may give, you know, someone the peace and say, our heart is with you, you know, in what you're doing, <laughs> if you please, you know. Um, but, 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 you know, God make it in such a way in, in, in a redemic, so therefore, it, it, it doesn't lose a beat. Um, if you notice when you go to doctor, the doctor will take, take a stethoscope, thank you, and uh, they, they will check your heartbeat, if you please, because they, they, they try to check to make sure there's not an irregular beat, if you please, or make sure everything is beating normal. And I'm sure the nurses can uh, agree with me, even though, you know, I tell my wife, I always mess with her and said, you know, if, if you become a doctor, if you study and you get your doctorate, you know, I'm going to be Dr. Scarlett, <laughs> if you please. You know, the wife is scarlet, so why can't the, the, the minister be Dr. Scarlet, Pastor, if you please? <laughs> Amen. So, you know, but when God, you know, put us together um, and our heart beat, you know, our heart, it's made up of four uh, chambers, if you please. 
we, we, got, we got two, which is the arteries, and two, which is the, the, the veins, so to speak. Uh, those are those arteries that God put together, you know, we, it supply, you know, the blood in our body to make sure everything uh, uh, is beating the way it needs to be. The central or the inner part of something is right in the heart. Sometimes you hear they may be having an event going on, and they may say it's right in the heart of the capital state. You know, the riot happened right in the heart of the capital state. You know, the music fest is going on right in the heart of the capital, so and so. So we use these terminologies as time goes by. To the ancient Hebrews, the heart was the mind, the thoughts, when we are told to love Elohim, if you please. And in fact, if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, verses uh, 5, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5, it said, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with some of your heart, with a little bit of your heart. It, it didn't say you should trust the Lord with just a little bit of your heart. He said you should trust the Lord thy God with all. Why? Because God wants all of us to serve him. God wants all of us. God withhold nothing from us. When God died for us, he did not withhold nothing. He died for us and he gave everything for all of us. So when God said we should trust him with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind. In fact, I didn't give Sister Patrice this verse. But in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, it tells us that when God for man in the dust of the ground, God breathed into him in his nostril, and man became a living soul. Why? Because God wants your heart, God wants your soul, God wants your mind, God wants all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. This provides the heart, that is, it provides the oxygen and the nutrition that the body needs to survive. A heart that is healthy pumps the right amount of blood at a rate that allows the human body to function as God created it. So as I think it's safe, if you please, to say that the human heart is one of the most important organs that God created. What kind of heart is God looking for? In Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 16. Circumcise therefore your foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff naked. The kind of heart that God wants. God needs a heart that circumcised. We must therefore open our hearts to God by removing all reservation covering secret and unbelief because all these things we gather in our heart only when we circumcise our heart can we be obedient to the word of God and walk in the way God wants us to be if God wants us to walk in the way he wants us to be we have to circumcise our heart in order to walk the way God wants us to walk amen let's look closely at the Hebrew word heart in the Old Testament, which is let spoken. The term stands for the inner part of a person and refer to our will, mind, consciousness, emotion, understanding. 
It also refers to a person's moral and character determination. So, as Christians, we have a due obligation to make sure we be moral in every aspect of our life. We have to do things that is pleasing to God and pleasing, of course, to our human race. Why? Because we are in this thing together. If I do something to offend Tony, Tony is going to tell Brother Tom. Brother Tom is going to tell Brother Chube. And that's how it's going to go. It's going to affect us. You may not believe it. And this is how important it is where we should love each other. When we love each other, if you're just showing love to Brother Tony, Brother Tony is going to tell uh, Brother, Brother Tom that, oh, my God, this brother showing love with me. Brother Tom is going to pass it to Brother Henry. Man, I want to be around this guy because this guy has so much love. But when you're stiff-necked, when, 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 when you're just in your own place and, you, you know, you don't care about nobody else, you, you know, you just stay in your corner, you know, I'm, I'm just schooling because this is the lifestyle. This is what I wanted to. Um, I got a verse that's going to uh, get to that shortly. But, but we, you know, we, we, we got to be careful of the life that we do live. Amen. Above all else. In Proverbs 4, 23, he said, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do float out of it. If you please, are the issues of life. That's your heart. This is one of the favorite scripture, if you please. In fact, there are hundreds of verses that discuss a human heart. When we in the 21st century hear the term art, we probably think about the vital organ that pump blood through our body. We got to the no this knowledge because we study it in school and saw pictures and learned about it in functions. But we have to keep in mind that we are reading a textbook that is really old indeed. It is a few thousand years old. What's so crazy? What is crazy? The Asian people didn't have such detailed knowledge of a human theologic. In fact, the human theologic was quite messed up. The ancient world was convinced that the origin of our thoughts is, some is somewhere in the center of our body and in the areas of the stomach. They didn't know what our brain are responsible for, what we think and form decision. Therefore, when we talk about the heart, they more or less mean the brain. Unfortunately, we cannot just replace the term heart with the modern word brain. It is not the simple sorry guys. But by doing this, we will categorize something that we can't be classified, but only described in the modern perspective of the ancient text. Let's look closely at the Hebrew word heart again. Lead spoken. The term stands for inner part of a person referred to our will, mind, consciousness, emotion, understanding. It also referred to a person, moral and determin determination. Furthermore, the art is the place of knowledge, memories, and reflection. Those, possess those possesses take part in our brain, of course. 
But when we see the term covered more than just describe function of the brain, the Hebrew understanding the term led is a more holistic way. They saw it as driven, driven force behind our characters, decision, word, and deeds. Let's take it a step further and look at the heart in the Greek term, New Testament. The Greek term is kedia spoken, or kedia spoken. The expression also has many different meanings. It also stands for the origin of a spiritual life and including the emotion we experience too, though we have our will in life. It also describes the center of a longing, desire, and feeling. You see it quite similar to the Hebrew meaning. Here's one more, one of many verse which terms are appear in the New Testament. Each of you should give what you have decided your heart to give. Not reluctantly. In fact, that's one of the scriptures that we use in 2 Corinthians uh, 9, verses 7. Um, he said, each of us should uh, give what you decided in your heart. It's not all in our heart. So if we decide to give a dollar in offering today, it's not in our heart. But when the spirit came or kicking. You must say, hey, bro, give $10. You can afford to give $10. You're not going to lose nothing. Come on. You know, so, you, you, you know, we have to make sure we, we, we train ourselves. Just like the Bible says, so we should train the child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. It is important that as we as parents have children around, either if it's a natural birth child or if it's someone that you're overseeing or someone you come in contact with in the church, we all have a role where we are parent to, to that child. It's not only to the pastor's children or to the scarlet children that they are the parents. All of us that are here are parents to that child. Amen, if you please. And, you, you know, just to confirm what, what I'm saying is, when God put us together, remember we are one big family. And remember when we love the Lord, we should love the Lord with all our heart. The scripture we read earlier. But God didn't say, you know, you should just love some people and some people you don't love. You should love everyone. That's the way God wanted to be or intended for it to be. Amen. God met for where we are talk to us in the way we can understand. For example, Jesus spoke in many parables to the people around him. He used a symbol they could relate to. Many of those back were farmers. Consequently, Jesus told them about God's kingdom, about allergies. That future sees growing and reaping. What does the heart represent spiritual? The heart is the locus of the physical and spiritual being. It represents the central wisdom of a feeling uh, as opposed to the head wisdom or reason. It is comparison and understanding that life given complex, it is a symbol for love. 
the term trust in the Lord. And I think that's in uh, Proverbs 3. I don't know if I give you that scripture. Proverbs 3 uh, verses uh, 5 to 6. It said, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. Because there's many a time we trust in our own self. We don't try to lean to something else. We do what pleases us. And that what pleases our family, if you please. My family have their life that they live. I live the life that I want to live. The scripture says we should trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In everything that you do, acknowledge him. Why? Because he will direct your path. We all need direction. Regardless of how old we are or how young we are. We all need direction. There are times that I'm driving and if I don't have my GPS, I don't know where I'm going. I need direction. And there are times we, we, we come to a dead end that we don't know where to go. And sometimes we use our GPS and it tells us to go where we don't need to go. But when you have God directing your path, you don't have to worry. Because God will direct you where he wants you to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible let us to know in Psalms 139, 23 through 24, it said, Search me, O Lord, O God. You know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous, the word there is wicked, any wicked ways in me. And lead me into the way everlasting. We want to be led the way God wants us to be led everlasting. Amen. A brief survey of scripture show us that God truly look at the heart. In 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 to determine a person's obedience to God. Receptively to God and to love for God. God know the heart and all the thoughts the heart will be led bare, Acts uh, 15, verses 8. What a joy to know that it is in our heart that music can be made. Colossians 3, 16 said, Oh, often do we see a phrase, the Old Testament, with all our heart. See great commandment in Deuteronomy 6, which we read earlier, and in Matthew 22, verse 7, uh, 37, to speak of the undividing devotion to God. Jesus tells his disciples that think, things cannot go into a, a man's body. Rather, uh, say good things cannot go into a man, but rather bad things come out of the heart of a man. Why is the heart so important to God? This provides oxygen, nutrients. To the body that needs to survive. A heart that is healthy pumps the right function of the blood. So God, so what kind of art God does like? God like arts which are, there are eight things that God, God like. One is 
serve, serve him. And that's in Deuteronomy 11, 13. I don't think if we have that. And it said, and it shall come to pass if you will hearken diligently unto my commandment, which I command you this day, to love your God and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Deuteronomy 6, 11, 16, it said, Take heed to yourself that your heart be not deceived and turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Don't be deceived. The Bible said there is only one God. The demons tremble because they know there is only one God. The Bible said uh, there is one God who is in us and through us. And we should love that one God with all our heart and with all our mind. Amen. Deuteronomy 11 18 said, Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them up for a sign upon your hands, and that they may be a frontlet between your eyes. That frontlet there is talking about, you know, having like an article in front of you. Write them on the table of your heart. You should know the word of God. The Bible said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against him. The second thing is love him. Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 said, and the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Thou mayst live and in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37, said, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. God wants us to love him with everything that we have, not just, just something. Amen. Hallelujah. The third, the third thing is keep his word. Paul tells us in Timothy 2.15 that we should study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The fourth thing is follow him. The fifth thing is seek him. The seventh thing is trust them. The eighth thing is believe them. If we should follow the, all these steps by us serving God the way God wants us to serve him, we will never go wrong. God will make sure whatever we do, he will make sure it go onto him. Because why? God wants to make sure he get the glory in everything. You, you know, the Bible says he's not going to give us more than we can bear. So God's going to know that if you don't have the strength to move the speaker, he's not going to say try to lift the speaker. Because you may go down and you may not have, to have the ability to come back up. Why? Because it's not for you to do. So give it to somebody that has the ability to do it. Amen. I believe God was saying I have found a man who cares about the things I care about. When I turned to the right, he turned to the right. And when I turned to the left, he was with me. David sought the Lord with all his heart. And God 
testify concerning him. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do anything I want him to do. What a wonderful testimony of God about David. David art was right in the sight of the Lord, in spite of what was going on with David. But his art was right in the sight of God. David loved the Lord. David was one of the men that wrote one of the most praises in uh, Psalms. Um, one of the most scriptures in Psalms, if you please. How is your heart today? Is your heart right with God? Do you take the time to examine your heart to see where your heart is with the Lord? You, you know, God wants us to make sure we're in, this pla in, a, in a place where, you know, we, we, we can examine our heart and to overwork our heart. You know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people complain about, oh, that person just had an heart attack. Or, oh, um, my heart just not right. And there are a lot of people that don't have good heart, if you please. Oh, is your heart today? Is your heart right with God? Are you in the right place that at the trumpet sound today, you will be ready to make heaven your home? Jesus died for us because he loved us. He want to give us an opportunity. And for those of us that are sitting in the congregation, you hear week after week, days after days, whenever the doors are open. But is your heart right with God? It's for you to examine your heart, to know where you are with the Lord. I'm going to invite you all, if you could stand with me at this time. Jeremiah 17, verse 10 said that, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind towards each person according to their conduct, according to what their deed deserves. God wants us to make our heart right with him. You may be here this morning, and you may be examining yourself as I'm speaking to you, you this morning, and say, am I at the place where I need to be with the Lord? Am I giving all I can to the Lord? Am I just giving just a part of what God is giving me? God just didn't give me a part. God gave me everything. Only are you willing to give everything to the Lord this morning? I'm going to ask you to pray with me this morning. And if you want to come to the altar this morning, the altar is open. You know, we can come to the altar. We'll just take a few seconds before we dismiss. Just to have our hearts and our minds right with the Lord this morning. Oh, hallelujah. We love you this morning, oh God. We give our hearts to you this morning, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, we ask you to help us this morning, oh God. Father God, we give you glory and we give you honor this morning, oh God. Oh, God, we want to serve you with all our hearts, oh, God. We want to serve you with all our hearts. Oh, hallelujah. Help us.
us to be, where you want us to be, and not where we want to be, oh God. You know our hearts this morning, you know our minds. Father God, as we pray over this congregation this morning, oh God, you know everyone's heart, you know everyone's mind, you know everyone that is standing in this place this morning, oh God. You know, Lord God, the ones that are not living right, the ones that are living right, the ones that are trying, oh God. We ask you to touch their hearts and their minds, oh God. We ask your blessing upon every person. We ask you to heal our land, oh God. I pray and ask you to keep us in your will, oh God. Oh, help us to be right with you, Lord. Oh, we love you this morning. Oh, we thank you, Will Jesus. Your spirit still oh, hallelujah. Have your way in our midst this morning, oh God. Let us say, there is more than I require. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord, because you first love Will your heart inside Will your spirit Tell the Lord yes. you to bow your heads one more time as we pray. Father God, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for your words this morning that has gone forth, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you will touch every heart, every mind, every person that is in this place, O oh God, that you will give us a heart like yours, O oh God, a heart to serve you, Lord God, a heart to know you, a heart to follow you, Lord God. A heart, Lord God, that we can, oh God, talk to others about you, Lord God. 
words of scripture say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. We thank you for saving our soul. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll bless us and keep us, O oh God. We ask you to dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence, Lord God. Bless and keep us, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we worship you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, bless you. We love you. We give you all the glory. God bless you. Have a great day, church. We love you. Worship the Lord as you dismiss in Jesus' name. Amen.